Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Today, we are going to talk about the topic, how do you love yourself while still trying to improve your body? It's almost a paradox, if you will. Like, they seem on opposite ends of the spectrum. And honestly, I feel like this is just my life lately. (laughs) I am, I'm struggling right now and not in a terrible way. Um... This past week, I was listening to a podcast on money and financial planning and living out big dreams. And so one of the activities in the podcast was they wanted you to write out a wish list for the next 10 years. And they said, if you are married or you have a partner, go ahead and do it with your spouse and write out what you want to accomplish in the next 10 years uncensored, right? And then compare your lists. So I was all excited. I'm like, Jim, we're going to do this activity, which I was met with an eye roll, but he did it. And I said, all right, we're going to set a timer for like three to five minutes. And we're going to write down all of our goals for the next 10 years. And so start the timer And I am a rule follower, type A rule follower. So I begin to write out all of my my dreams. Like one of my dreams is to go um, out west and travel uh, or maybe go to Hawaii. I mean, it's uncensored, so I can put whatever I want. I'd love to go visit the Mediterranean at some point. Just do a little tour of all those countries. Um, I would like to move in the next 10 years. This is not my dream home. It is absolutely been an amazing place to raise kids. It's right near our school district. I love everything about our location. I just don't love our house. It's an old farmhouse. All the rooms are tiny. We don't really have any closet space. The rooms are, are they're closing in on us because just seven kids in a, you know, in a very small house it, it just doesn't work. And I'd like to have more space. Um, my big dream is I want a dining room table big enough that every single person in my family can come along with their families. So that's not going to work in my tiny farmhouse. I need to have a room that allows for, you know, well, if everybody gets married, then that's 10, 12 of us. And then if they have kids, uh, like I need a dining room table for at least 30 people. I'm just, I'm going to go with 30. That's not happening here. I would also like a pool. And the reason I want a pool is because then my kids will come back and visit me every summer because we have the pool and they'll want to hang out here. Like all of my big dreams are centered around having my family really close. And so I wrote that down on my plan. I want a house. I don't even care how big the house is. I just want a big dining room and a pool. That's what I want. 
And I'm trying to think. Oh, I want to expand our services at work. I want in the next 10 years, I want to be able to offer more services than what we currently do now. So I'm writing all this on my list. And I'm so excited because I love activities like this. And I've noticed Jim was, he was done writing and he had his pen down and he's watching TV. <laughs> he's probably watching the Sixers or the Phillies or something. I was like, okay, now it's time to share our list. And I said, you go first. And he said, I want freedom. I was like, what do you mean freedom? He's like, I want to do whatever I want to do, or whatever I want to do, whenever I want to do it. That's my goal for the next 10 years. I was like, that's not, that's not the, the point of the activity. You're supposed to write out the what you want to do. And he's like, well, I don't know what I want to do yet. I'll figure it out when I get there. Ugh, it's infuriating, right? I was like, no, that's not the point of the activity. You're supposed to write down what you want to do. He's like, I just don't know. But I want to know. I, all I do know is that when I come up with an idea, I want to be able to do it. I was like, Ugh, you're missing the whole point of this. We were supposed to compare our lists. We were supposed to, you know, encourage each other, figure out how can we make this happen? How can I encourage this? This is nothing tangible to hold on to. So I ended up taking the papers and throwing them in the trash because I was angry that it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. But I like this idea of planning and like if there's something big I want to do, I want to be able to go after it and then create a strategic plan to make that happen. And then as it so happens that week in church, we, um, our pastor was talking about the Holy Spirit and are you bold enough to pray, you know, Holy Spirit, I want you to come in and and mess up my life and do your will so I can live a, you know, this abundant life, this irresponsible life that doesn't necessarily make sense, but is an adventure. I was like, well, I'm supposed to make a list for the 10 years. And if I ask the Holy Spirit to come in and, and mess things up, then how am I going to get my list done? And so as you see, this is a paradox. What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to plan, but I'm not supposed to plan. I'm supposed to just go with the flow. And, and then I got Jim over here who just, you know, wants freedom. He's on the freedom tour. And I'm just like, this isn't, this isn't working. These are two opposite thoughts. And today I want to talk about two opposite thoughts and how we bring them together. And those thoughts are, how do you love yourself while also simultaneously wanting to improve your body? All right. So that is our conversation today because that feels hard. It feels like it's two conflicting messages. All right. Here's the deal. Just because you want to change something about yourself doesn't mean that you are not body positive. Because self-love comes in many different forms. For the longest time, all we did, all we heard, I should say, in the health and wellness space is headlines like lose 10 pounds by next month or how to get beach body ready. Um, how you can look good in a bikini or whatever that message was. Everything was about you are not good the way you are and you need my plan to figure out how to be better, right? 
That was the message. You're not good enough the way you are. Buy my product so that you can be uh, a better version of yourself and be happier. And that's the message we heard forever. And then a few years ago, it felt like the pendulum shifted. It swung to the opposite side. And we turned into a body positivity and a body acceptance movement where, you know, the, the new dialogue was, it doesn't matter what you look like. You know, just love your shape and size the way it is. You don't need to change anything. You're perfect the way you are. You just need to love your body. Right? So we went from this, this swing of hate your body. It's not good enough to be out in public to now just love your body. It's perfect the way it is. And now we're at a place where sometimes people are, are scared to want to change their body. Their fear of being shamed for wanting to lose weight or improve their appearance because that's not in alignment with body positivity. It's confusing. So where are we supposed to land? What happens if you're in the middle? What if you want to figure out how to love your body and change your body? Is that allowed or do you have to pick a side? Right? Either way, in each, if you have to pick a side, either way you're going to be wrong. Because wanting to seek change is wrong, according to the body positivity movement. And from the health and beauty industry, not wanting to change your body is wrong. So it's confusing. Have you ever found yourself trying to figure this out? Well, we're going to work through it today. All right. Here are a couple of truths. Loving the way you look is not the same as loving your body. We are so conditioned to value ourselves by our appearance only or how acceptable our appearance is by society standards, which, interestingly enough, are constantly changing and shifting. And do you ever notice what is desirable by society is always shifting from one pendulum swing to the next? You know, it's either, you know, you have to look good in skinny jeans. And then the next shift is now the trends are in an opposite direction. I get so angry when it comes to clothes, I'm like, why are not all clothes available at all times? I understand there's this thing called fashion and changing and trends and making money, but it infuriates me that we are supposed to change our bodies constantly to fit this so-called desirable outcome that somebody, who are these people, by the way, deciding what the fashion should be? I, just, I think it's so... So sad and so hard and impossible. And no wonder we don't like our bodies because we're always wrong. Just when we get the right body, we're told it's the wrong body and now we got to go in a different direction. The problem is, is when we value ourselves only by our appearance, then self-love is conditional. What happens if you have a kid and your body changes and it doesn't go back to way, the way it was before children? Now you can't love yourself anymore because you don't have the acceptable body type. When love is conditional, that's where we run into problems. Okay? So 
here's the thing. I don't think it has to be one direction or the other. I think there is room for both. Where I think we go wrong is if we set out to change our body for the wrong reason. So a, a great example of this would be um, you set out to change your body in order to love yourself. You hold back self-love until you reach a certain desirable body type. You only love yourself when you get to your goal weight. Anything less than that is unacceptable. Anything less than that doesn't receive your, your love and compassion for yourself. That's where we get into trouble. If you only love yourself when you get to the goal weight, it's never going to work. Because two things are going to happen. If order to love yourself at your goal weight, you're going to have to reject yourself right now. Right? That's why those pictures of like before and after pictures are so condemning because it's if the after is only what's praised, then you know, you have to reject the before version of you. And that's not right. Before you is still you. It's, you know, you maybe three years ago, but it's still you and you are a person at that point. You didn't hold any less value then than you do at a different goal weight. But that's how we see it. So that's why it, it's condemning and it gets really, really difficult. The other thing is, what if you never hit your goal weight? Does that mean you never get to experience self-love? You never get to experience that that positivity that everybody talks about. So you can't set out to change your size in order to love yourself. Because it always means then you'll have to either reject yourself now or reject yourself continuously if you never get to the goal. And honestly, when you do get to your goal, you'll just figure something else out to pick your pick apart. You know, a lot of that being fear-based. You know, when will I gain the weight back? Um, you know, when you don't have people constantly commenting on your size and motivating you and it gets quiet, then the voices in your head get louder. And that's where you can run into some problems. So we know that telling yourself that you will love yourself once you get to a different size doesn't work. We have to do something different. All right. So I think what we need to do is redefine acceptance. You can accept your body and also not prefer something. Like you can accept your body, but not prefer your stretch marks. Those two things can coexist. It's not one without the other. Both can be there. You can also treat yourself with respect and want to lose 10 pounds. You don't have to talk to yourself nasty um, or put yourself down in the process of trying to lose weight. You can still use really kind words and get, be compassionate and encouraging. The problem is rejection. We go all the way to rejection. Right? When we don't prefer something, we go to rejection. And... All we have to do is just change the dialogue a little bit by acknowledging what 
we may want to change, accepting that there are parts we want to change, working towards changing, but also being compassionate in the process. So I heard this really great example, um, and I, I want to share it with you because I, I really liked it. So let's say you have a child that brings home a bad grade. I've had that in the past, right? I've <laughs> Most recently, Bella will bring home something because she doesn't study. She's too busy socializing, and she'll bring something home, you know, that isn't a great grade. I don't reject her fully as a person. I still love her unconditionally. I love her so much. But that doesn't mean I don't want to change her study habits or encourage her to improve on her grades. Both can coexist, but they have to be done in a in the realm of compassion. It's not, well, you got a bad grade, so move out. Good luck. You're a terrible person with terrible study habits. You're never going to be good enough. No, of course, I love her so much. Even when she drives me crazy and doesn't study for tests, I still love her. I still want her to improve. I want to teach her maybe better habits. I want the best for her so I can set her up for success later on down the road when she gets to high school and college, but I still can love her. And I think that's such a great example of how these two thoughts can coexist. It's not one or the other. It's not radical body positivity, body acceptance, or wanting to lose your weight and wanting to change yourself. Both can coexist. So today, I want to give you a couple tips, all right, on how to make that work. Honestly, though, the whole goal of this healthy, positive body image is coming to a peaceful place with your body so you can care for it and appreciate it and not waste so much energy on unhelpful thoughts, you know, or things that take you away from leading a meaningful life, right? I remember when I was just so upset with my body, gosh, when I think back to like college, um, my early 20s, even in high school a little bit, it used to be all I thought about. It was all-consuming. I didn't really think about anything else. If I, if I wasn't thinking about what I wanted to eat to change my, you know, change my diet so I could lose weight, I was thinking about how I didn't like my body. And when I wasn't thinking about how I didn't like my body, I was thinking about you know, what exercise I should do or making a spreadsheet of how many calories I should eat. It was all-consuming. Having a healthy, positive body image is coming to a place of peace and using your thoughts to go towards something good, not just thinking about your body and calories all the time. And it's hard because we live in a culture that praises thinness at all cost. So I think an important thing to note is that these body image thoughts They're going to pop up from time to time. That's normal. I don't know how to get rid of the thoughts completely. I don't think that's possible. I don't think the goal should be not to have the thoughts, but we can 
decrease their frequency. Maybe our goal is to experience less pain and negativity when they do show up because we're, we've learned the art of self-compassion. You know, those thoughts are going to come back from time to time. They come back for me. Every once in a while, I have to be like, uh, no, we're not going there. Nope. Think about, you know, think about your body and what it's able to do. Don't focus on what you don't like. You can acknowledge it, but let's not dwell there. Let's move on and focus on the positivity. So I want to give you seven tips, seven ways that you can love your body and also want to change it. So tip number one is focus on what your body is capable of. If you remember, gosh, I think it was an episode in January of 2021, so, or 2022, I can't remember, but I remember it was my first episode of the year. So it was either 2021 or 22. And um, I did a book review. And one of the things that stuck out from that book more than anything was your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Your body was designed to do things, not just look at, not, not just be looked at. So focus on what your body is capable of, Right. You know, you can acknowledge that you don't like a certain part of your body or that you want to change it, but then refocus the dialogue to what it's capable of and what you're doing to make improvements, right? For me, my body, it's always my stomach. I just, my body shape is like a ruler. It just goes straight down. I don't have a lot of curves um, and I hold my weight in my stomach. I just do. Right, So anytime that I'm having a bad body image day, I tend to go right to my stomach. But I try not to stay there. I try to focus on what the, my stomach does, the function of it, versus how it looks. And how I'm thankful that I'm able to digest my food. Because I work with a lot of people that struggle with that. And you don't want issues with digesting food. I'm thankful that I was able to have children and it was a home to my kids, right? I'm thankful that it holds my body upright, my core, so that I can move around. I, you know, I've been working on strengthening my core lately through different workouts and I can see the difference in, in how I feel and even in my posture. So I try to focus on those things about the instrument portion versus just the aesthetic part, what it looks like, right? Um, maybe focusing on your, if you like to exercise or work out, what are some of the things that you're able to accomplish? Maybe you're lifting a heavier weight or you can walk a mile faster than what you did a year prior. Focus on those things. Number two, Wear clothes that fit you well and that you feel great in. You know, we can hide behind really big, frumpy clothes. That doesn't make us feel good. It just makes us feel frumpy. Or we can try to squeeze into clothes that are too small. And that's just ridiculously uncomfortable. But a lot of times we won't change sizes because we're adamant about staying in the same size clothes. We don't want to go up in size. We don't want to have to buy new clothes. And so instead we squeeze ourselves into clothes that don't fit well 
for the sake of the size. And then we don't feel good in those clothes. And let's be honest, we don't look good in those clothes. When I'm wearing a pair of pants that are too tight, everything squeezes out over top. It's not flattering. And then the rest of the night, I am very conscious of how I look, how my shirt is fitting over top of those pants. I'm not even really having a great time because I'm so worried about how I look in clothes that don't fit well. And when I'm not having a great time because I'm so worried about how my clothes fit, I am not having a body positive moment. I'm just not. And so wearing clothes that fit you, right? If you have to go up in a size for a little bit, then okay. Right? Then okay. But I promise you'll feel better, which will change your whole mood, will change your whole evening. And then we can work on tip number three, which is focus on wellness, not always weight loss. What are the things that you can do to be healthy, right? Nine times out of 10, when you focus on the things to be a healthy person, weight loss can be, it can, what's the word I'm saying? Uh, It can follow, right? It can be a very nice um, side effect of focusing on wellness. But are you drinking enough water? Maybe your focus is just increasing your water because that's a health, that's, that's being kind to your body, that's respecting your body. I mean, my goodness, your body's like 60, 70% water. It needs fluid to function at its best. Maybe you need to increase the number of vegetables you eat. That's healthy. That has nothing to do with weight. That's just getting vitamins and minerals into your body so it can function well. You know, maybe it's going for a walk, daily movement. Again, the focus isn't necessarily for weight loss. It's just to be a healthier person for longevity and quality of life. And maybe it's going to bed earlier, getting some sleep because you're running on empty. You're exhausted. You're stressed out all the time. I mean, stressed out is the norm. This past weekend, it poured and I did nothing. And I felt so guilty for doing nothing. And I'm like, but I'm resting my body. And that's important too. Like, why am I so conditioned to feel guilty if I don't have every second of my day filled up? Like, be thankful. Because not all weekends are like that. And so, you know, what are some things that you can do to focus on wellness, not necessarily weight loss? And let the weight loss be a nice side effect of your efforts. Tip number four, get out of the habit of talking about bodies. I think women do this a lot. We're constantly picking apart people's bodies. We're comparing their bodies. If you haven't seen somebody in a couple years, usually the first thing is like, oh, you gained weight or oh, you lost weight. You might not say that out loud, but you're thinking it. Right? Watching your conversations with others, like, oh, did you see that person's body? Did you see the way they looked in that dress? Did you see, you know, what they, how much weight they gained over the course of years? Right? We, we are like infatuated with people's bodies. And trying to decrease those conversations can be really, really helpful. You know, not only because it's rude, but also as a reminder to yourself, like you are more than a body. 
right? Maybe follow various people on social media instead of just following that one special type of person uh, that causes problems for you, right? Follow all body shapes and sizes that focus on health as a good reminder that health comes in different shapes, right? It's not just that one soul type of body, but that health and loving yourself can look like a lot of different things just to expand your thoughts instead of being so narrow-minded. Number five, listen to yourself talk. The way you tell the difference between low self-esteem and a healthy desire for improvement to your body is just listen to yourself talk. How you know you're speaking out of love and respect for your body is your desire to feel more energetic, live a longer life, live a better life. And if these are the types of conversations you have in your own head, go for it. You're in a good place. But if the thoughts are, everything will be better if I just lose weight, and maybe engaging in some types of behaviors that are not so healthy, that's like the that's a paradox if I ever had one. Engaging in unhealthy behaviors with the goal of being healthy. Like that doesn't even make sense. Right? But if you think that everything will be better if you lose weight or then you can love yourself if you lose weight, those are some thoughts that need to be challenged. And that can be really helpful to talk to somebody uh, that can help you work through those thoughts, whether you're working with a dietitian um, or even a therapist can help you sort out those thoughts. Number six, detach your preferences. All right. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Detaching your preferences is where you can use the statement, I love my body, but I don't love this part right? Um, I don't love my stretch marks. I don't love my stomach. I can say that. I love my body. I love what it's capable of doing. I love that it's getting stronger. Uh, I just don't love my stomach. Maybe someday I'll look at it and I'll be excited. You know where usually you, you start to love your body is when you look at pictures from like two or three decades ago and you're like, man, I wish I would have been content and happy there. I don't know why I wasn't happy. I look great there. I would love to look like that again. But it's funny, we weren't happy then either. Right? So remember, not loving your stretch marks does not equal not loving your body. It just means it's not your preference. So make sure you're detaching your preferences from your body. They're not one and the same. And then finally... Tip number seven, instead of self-love, practice self-compassion. All right. We need more self-compassion if we're going to move through this. And self-compassion looks like I can acknowledge that I'm struggling with my body. I can accept that there's parts of my body or my weight that I'm not happy about and I want to change. And I can still treat my body with kindness and respect. I don't have to trash talk it. I don't have to, you know, treat it like trash. 
I can still treat it with kindness and respect. And when we move into that realm of self-compassion, we can coexist between body love and wanting to change our body in a healthier way. All right. So again, if you're struggling with this and you want to talk more about it, set up an appointment at Body Metrics and we can help you work through this. But hopefully after today's episode, you can see that there is a gray area where the two can coexist and you can still be in a good headspace. It's not one or the other. Both can happen simultaneously. All right. Let me get you your recipe for today. So I made this last week. And guys, I don't know why I have never done this before, but it is now my new favorite thing. All right. So for this recipe, I'm not going to necessarily give you specific um, portions. I'm just going to give you the ingredients. Uh, So for this recipe, I used um, a package of chicken thighs, a can of chickpeas, rinsed and drained, Uh, a bag, a small bag of baby carrots, one onion roughly chopped, like I didn't dice it into small pieces, just like a real rough cut, a little bit of olive oil. I used two lemons and some dried dill. All right, so what you're going to do is you're going to get a sheet pan because you know I love a good sheet pan meal. And you're going to, I covered it with aluminum foil to try to make cleanup easier. It didn't, but you can try. (laughs) And see if you have better results than I do. So put some aluminum foil down and then throw your chicken thighs on top of the aluminum foil. And then I dump my chickpeas in the spaces between the chicken thighs. I think I had like 10 chicken thighs on my tray. Um, then I had chickpeas. I just threw the baby carrots in the space that remained. And then I sprinkled my onion on top. And then I just drizzled a tiny bit of olive oil over top of the whole sheet pan. I cut the lemons in half and then squeezed the juice over all the ingredients. And then I just took my uh, container of dried dill and shook it all over the food. And then I baked it at 375 for about 40 minutes or until the chicken is cooked through. And then to um, crisp everything up, I threw it under the broiler for about two minutes. Oh my goodness. When I tell you, I have never had baked chickpeas before. I don't know why I am 43 years old only eating baked chickpeas right now because they are delicious. And I'm assuming they're even more delicious because... They combined with the juices from the chicken and the olive oil, lemon and dill. And oh, they were just so, so good. And I cannot wait to make them again because now I have another starch idea. Like sometimes I just get sick of potatoes or pasta or rice or um, corn, peas, farro, quinoa. I mean, we don't do a lot of quinoa. Nobody really enjoys it in our family. But if I do like a rice quinoa blend, it's better received. But sometimes I'm just sick of the go-to side staples for our high fiber starch. And now I have baked chickpeas. They're not roasted and crunchy like if you put them in an air fryer or you dry them out. Like they're just warm, baked, 
but delicious and they have so much fiber and protein and I might just make them again tonight because I am so excited to eat them again. So if you have not done a baked chickpea before, I'm sorry I held out this information from you for so long, but you've got to join the club. And then if you make it, let me know what you think because I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at bodymetricshealth. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.